You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. And you just heard a little bit more of The Pack from Germany, 1978. Not The Pack from Vancouver, 2007, but The Pack from Germany, 1978. The Pack from Vancouver are now The Pack AD because basically of The Pack from Germany, 1978. And that was looking for danger. Switching to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada this weekend in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And actually, for the last couple 
days. The Comedy Fest has been happening. Check out ComedyFest.com for more information. Yes, they have secured to Earl. ComedyFest.com. During this Comedy Fest, Neil Hamburger and David Cross have made appearances. And today on an Ardwarty Human Serviette Radio Show... Some interviews with David Cross, and in another week, there'll be an interview with Neil Hamburger. Check your listings, comedyfest.com, if you want to check out when David Cross is performing this weekend. Same thing with Neil Hamburger. I think he's performing tonight at the Media Club. David Cross is all over, but comedyfest.com. And here's a couple interviews with David Cross. Who are you? Chick, chick, chick. Who are you? Lead singer of Chick, chick, chick. Who are you? I'm a, from the Czech Republic. You are David? Cross. Man. David Cross, are you really David Cross? Crossman. Are you really David Crossman? Yes, I am. I can prove it. How can you prove it? I can't really go into that here for security purposes, national security purposes, not Canadian national security, Puerto Rican national security. And it's a that is a uh, consignment piece of property that America owns, United States of America, where I'm from. Well, I'm glad you said David Crossman, because isn't there a guy, David Cross, who was in the band King Crimson, a violinist? Yeah, um, he, not only violinist, he played the viola and the piccolo and the theremin. Multi-talented? Uh, not really. He wasn't very good at any of them. So he was multi, but the talented part, not so much. What's interesting about you, David Cross, is... That is true. <laughs> There is King Crimson, but there's also Hee Haw. What is David Cross's connection to Hee Haw? Uh, I have no idea, but I, I mean, well, I can, in, unless you're... Because you think of a weird connection. You think King Crimson, David Cross, like you loved indie rock, and then you're liking King Crimson, which there are many King Crimson elements in indie rock these days, especially like Mars Volta, eh? <laughs> uh, There's two, yeah, there's two uh, elements. But then there's also Hee Haw, and I will say your connection to Hee Haw is from one of your managers of past, Brilston. Oh, yeah. Oh, very good. Man, you do uh, some thorough, in-depth, unnecessary research. So can you tell me about Hee Haw and the Muppets, your connection to Hee Haw and the Muppets? Yeah, well, it's uh, very tenuous. I mean, if if you're going to—I know the guy. I've been in the same room with uh, the guy who— I guess, I don't know what he did with Hee Haw, but I know he was a producer of the Muppets. But I don't know what he did with Hee Haw. Did he produce that or? Yes, it was his idea. No, really. And was he your manager, Brill? Was he your manager at one time? He was not He was not my manager. He was Bob Odenkirk, who was a, um often uh, partner of mine, uh, lover, whatever. And uh, uh, it, that he was his manager. So invariably, my manager and his manager... And Bob and I would go on picnics, and then we'd discuss things. Hee-haw plus King Crimson equals? Brillstein. Equals David Cross. Oh, okay, equals David Cross. Yeah, that's a, I, I spaced that one. That was a no-brainer. David, how did you get in trouble with a banana and celebrity poker? Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I really got in trouble. Um, I had a banana... Uh, in celebrity poker, um, somebody offered. I think, oh, I got a banana. Then I started playing well, and then I said it was my good luck banana. Then they brought out a platter of bananas, and then I took uh, three, my three favorite bananas, and I whipped them at a producer's head. And they were soft. You know, they were obviously like you could see the bruise spots on them. And uh, 
and instead of just sort of bouncing off, it splattered, uh, it scratched the guy's cornea. He ended up going to the hospital. This is in Las Vegas, um, Nevada, um, and uh, ended up going to the hospital. And I refused to pay the medical bill. Uh, am I boring you? No, I was just moving over. Why? I felt a bit awkward, like we're standing here on grass, and I felt like the earth was tilting when you were telling that story. Well, it was, but not so that you'd notice it, unless you're special. Well, I'm basically like the human serviette, Nardward human serviette, and I'm like the human mic stand as well. You know, <laughs> thank you. Uh, you know, I, uh, I first heard of you back, uh, I think in like 92 or 93, when I moved to Los Angeles from Boston. Uh, were you doing stuff back then? That's, yes. Yeah. I, I There was a tape of you that I probably still have, a uh, VHS tape, shows you how old it is, um, that a friend of mine who was a writer who I met on the Ben Stiller show, which is why I moved out to Los Angeles from Boston, showed me, gave me. Well, thank you very much for taking the time of remembering that and speaking to me here today, David Crossman. David Crossman. Back to the celebrity poker, though. What is a celebrity? Let's go back to the celebrity poker and find out what is a celebrity. Um, a celebrity is somebody who's celebrated for their fabulousness. Um, sometimes they're appealing, they're attractive. Sometimes they exude the persona that they would have sex with you when they wouldn't, but still they exude it and they make themselves, they offer themselves to the public. Um, uh, then sometimes a celebrity is just somebody who delights us and tickles our fancy. And you won Celebrity Poker, didn't you? Mm, yes and no. Not really. Ultimately, no. I won my... I've done it twice, uh, two years. Uh, okay. Uh, I've done it... <clears throat> now, check. Mic check. I've done it twice, uh, and I would win my initial game and then move to the finals where I would then fail. Who are you up against? Were any celebrities mad that you were classified as a celebrity? Because to me, David Cross, you're a huge celebrity. But to other celebrities, they may not see you as a celebrity. Well, I think, yeah, I think um, uh, you've just kind of um, exemplified what the problem is. I think if, and this is not uh, by any stretch uh, a knock at you because it, it incorporates both of us into this. But if you were to go there and go, I'm Nardwar. I think he's a huge celebrity. They'd look at you, and then they would make their um, disdain and upsetness triplefold. You know what I mean? So there were some people definitely uh, who not only didn't consider me a celebrity, didn't know who I was, and I think a number of people who were, in, in the audience at least. Did they think he might be a ringer, like this broad inner, like an actual poker official, you know, like a real guy that's really down with a professional? I think once they found out that... Um, my background is Judaic. They thought, oh, well, this guy obviously knows numbers and math and money. So they, that probably made him think I was a ringer in, in a way, you know. Like, who's this kid? And in the end, what happened with the banana incident? Oh, you know, it's a small claims court, and I can't really talk about it, but we're due to go there in, I think, third week of July. David, you're a kind individual. You pose for PETA. PETA. That's true. You're, you're just making statements and then throwing the mic at me as if it sounds like you're asking a question that I'm supposed to respond to, but you're just making a statement and then... Well, actually, I was leading on, David Cross. You posed for PETA, but you didn't just pose for PETA any little way did you pose for PETA. No, no, no. I naked it up. That's, That's what I was hoping you would say. Okay, well, I did. 
Thank you very much. You were totally naked and you were wrapped in tape. No, I wasn't wrapped in tape. What are you talking about? Well, there was some tape over your private parts. Oh, you couldn't even see that. What are you talking about? I posed so it was like I looked around. I mean, when I when I uh, shot the thing, because, you know, I mean, there were a bunch of people there. I didn't want my cock hanging out, so I, I had a little, uh, whatever you call it, like I got one of those dance belt things and then cut a patch out and double, which is what I do all the time when I do n- nude scenes, and did double stick it, which hurts eventually when you're taking it off, but it's it makes for a much more naked-looking person which is exactly what i want to ask about because i understand you took the tape and then put it on ebay or paid up put it on ebay how much did that tape go for man if that's true i'm disgusted and delighted at the same time i can only guess that it would have gone for about um i'm huge in saudi arabia so if a, a saudi prince or a sheikh uh bought it then it God, I mean, it could be upwards of a million bucks, which is like pennies to them. What was on that tape? Was there pubic hair on the tape? Uh, or pubic hair, yeah. Like, how much was stuck there? Because at first I thought when you're posing for PETA, you'd have all your skin removed, you know, all your hair removed completely. Yeah, usually, well, uh, I wax up when I'm going to the Jersey Shore. You know, I'll wax up with a bunch of the guys, and we uh, do a bunch of Abercrombie and Fitch catalogs, and I'll shave and wax and, uh, and get my nipples rouged, but they'll... This was in the wintertime when I did it, so I was a little hairier. So I didn't have, you know, it wasn't uh, it wasn't just skin. It was a lot of hair. And as far as how much pubic hair was on the tape, I'd say about a, a, a kilo. So you're not 100% sure of what it sold for, or you didn't even know it was on eBay? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. David Cross, you are, though, on a very important TV show, Arrested. Dev Management. Yes, arrested. And your wife in the show is Portia. Yes, Portia de Rossi. Her real name. That's her real name. And in real life, her wife is? Uh, now, as, as of the moment, it's Ellen. I just know her as simply Ellen. What I was curious about is Portia, someone that you analyze when she eats, does she only still eat meat standing up? Yeah, well, she only eats horse meat standing up. The uh, a regular like steak or venison or rabbit or um, uh, hunter's lee, she'll eat sitting down. But if she's eating horse meat, which she eats a lot, she'll stand up. Is this unusual? I, for me, it's unusual. It might be. She's Australian, so it might be something they do down under. Uh, but for me, it's unusual. I thought it was unusual. But I don't know custom, uh, global customs, you know. David Cross, do you travel on airplanes very much? Constantly. How do you sleep when you're on an airplane? Um, usually kind of like this, or uh, depending on which section I'm in, like this. Do you use any sleeping aids at all, like anything to cover your face? I understood that one time you used an S&M mask to fall asleep with. Yeah. Um, well, well, I use, uh, I use uh, several sleep aids. I, I just... Uh, all the same. I have AIDS, so it helps you, you weaken. Uh, it, uh, your T-cell count is down to zero, so it makes you very weak. So just getting, stowing your thing above your, you know, your backpack and just getting on, going through that line is exhausting, um, which is one of the good things about AIDS. And then uh, you just, you're able to fall asleep very quickly. How about the S&M mask? Did you get in trouble for wearing an S&M mask on an airplane? Uh, I didn't get in trouble, but uh, how did you know that? Uh, this was just recently. I literally, this was like a month ago or, or 
I was in San Francisco. I'll explain it to those at home. I was in San Francisco. I'm sorry, Seattle, uh, doing a show with some friends, and we passed by uh, an adult bookstore, and um, they had a bunch of different stuff. And uh, and I was like, oh, they have S and M masks. So I got the not S and M masks, but it was like you know the um, uh, what's it called the Gimp in um, Pulp Fiction. You know, has that leather thing, and it, so it's just. It was just the whole mask with just a zipper here, and it was completely black. And I thought, and and uh, and I said, oh, I'll get this, and then I'm going to put it on while I'm on the plane. And if anybody gives me any shit, I'll just say, what? I thought it was a sleep mask. And then, so I did that, and uh, but everybody started cracking up because I did it when, when nobody could see it, and then just let them see it. And then by then, the kind of the joke was over. So i didn't really get i didn't get in trouble i'd hoped to kind of get a talking to but it didn't happen but how'd you find that out it wasn't on your dvd you're right it wasn't on my dvd it wasn't on your dvd but another sleeping incident was on your dvd david cross well, are you going to answer my question how'd you find out about that i'm just curious just because it was it was so um innocuous and barely anybody knew about it I mean, obviously the the my friends on the plane, but outside of that, I I maybe told a handful of people. David Cross, there is an international fan network following you everywhere, taping your every move. And when I think, how did you're saying that there was somebody on the plane that saw it and then wrote about it? Well, once you star in like Arrested Development, once you've done Mr. Show, once you've like seen Pansy Division play, you're a marked man. All right, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. David Cross, you're here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, doing some. That is an absolute lie. Well, we know you're in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, because well, how do we not know that you're in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada? Check it out. I didn't bring this from the states. <laughs> That'd be stupid. You are David Crossman. David Crossan, on your most recent DVD, you visited Vancouver. I did. I played uh, Richards on Richards. A.K.A. Dicks on Dicks. And you have a little Dick story about that on the DVD where you went home with a Vancouver lady. No, I didn't. Yeah, you talk about apologizing for sleeping with a Vancouver girl on the DVD. What? Yes, there's a girl that's all over you on the DVD, and there's some allusion to her afterwards on the DVD. You're talking about that. Uh, so I was just wondering, are you like Bon Jovi, who named their album Slippery One Wet after the strippers in Vancouver? Are you down with the Vancouver ladies, David Cross? Wait a second. We've been having a lot of fun here, a lot of jokes, but I did not sleep with anybody from Vancouver. Uh, you, you've got to be mistaken, or, or maybe you're piecing two things together that weren't uh, maybe chronologically they follow each other, but they're not. I swear to God, I don't. I didn't. Okay, well, extrapolate perhaps what I might be alluding to if I'm not alluding to that exactly. There must be some half truth to there because you haven't completely shot this down, David Cross. Are, are you? You must be talking about when I was in the van and I was talking about a girl. That was a girl in Austin, Texas, and that was from like 1999 uh, or 2000 or something. That story. If I'm remembering correctly, I don't remember. I, I, I'm telling you, I didn't. Uh... Okay, that might have been it because I do remember it was in the van. I'm sorry, I might have misconstrued it. Those are t- that has nothing to do with Vancouver. But you were telling the story in Vancouver. That could be true. Yeah, so there is a Canadian connection there. All right, there's a Canadian. You did it. You found it. You're so there, like a scientist. David Cross, you're here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. You've traveled lots on airplanes wearing S&M masks. You also played punk. Uh, a Billy. 
punk voter. And one of the gentlemen that opened up for you was Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys. What was it like having Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys open up and do spoken word for you, David Cross? Well, it wasn't so much that he was opening up for me, but uh, we were all part of the, the same bill, and he happened to go before me and introduce me. But he, uh, he I was a huge fan of him when I was a kid, his, when I was a kid, and uh, uh, and I actually went and saw him in, in like 1984, 85 or something. I saw him do spoken word um, at Brandeis University, and it was really funny, but it was the first time I got an inkling of how kind of long-winded and uh, um, kind of a blowhard he might be, and... Um, and when he did that show, and again, I'm I am a big fan, and he was very important. Uh, he was an important figure in my life, but uh, uh, he would not shut up. I mean, it, it was getting bad. Like they actually had to go out and kind of tug him a couple times, and he would like look and go, "Yeah, hang on," and he just kept on going. He he was out there for like, and he's not funny. He's very. Uh, um, uh, kind of dogmatic and strident and there's no real um, levity or connection so it was a bit of a bummer but how did the audience take to him how did david cross's audience take to jello biafra because he might have been going on and on but how was the audience enjoying it again it wasn't just my audience there were uh or the punk voter yeah, there was another uh, number of bands on the on the bill i think there are five bands and jello was kind of hosting um i think they were ready for him to get off they were clearly uh, you know, I mean, he deserves respect and got accorded uh, respect until it was like, okay, we get it, thanks, let's go, let's move on. There's a lot more show. So he just needed to trim the act a tiny bit? Like, did you see places where he could have trimmed it, or was there no way to end the story? If you're telling a story about 9-11, it's pretty hard to cut it half the way through, right? Uh, it's called editing. You edit within, and you find out what is uh, necessary, what's extraneous, get rid of the extraneous part. Um, I teach a workshop at the Learning Annex. Uh, it's a 10-week course, and weeks three through seven, uh, except for week six, uh, it's, it's three, four, five, and then take one week off and we do other stuff, and then back to uh, editing. David Cross, I interviewed Elijah Wood a few years ago about punkers in Hollywood. Um, not so sure about that. I asked him, Elijah, are there any punkers in Hollywood? And he said, have you ever heard of David... Chrisman? David Crossman. And I said, yes, I have for Mr. Show. He said, you should interview David Cross. Elijah Wood told me I should interview David Cross. Have you met Elijah Wood? And are you and Elijah Wood the only punkers in Hollywood? We, uh, we have our own club. Uh, we actually have a treehouse up in the, the hills. And it's just me and him. And we are the only... Uh, the name of our club, our secret society is punkersinhollywood.com uh, backslash and um, I actually met Elijah here in Vancouver, I was here uh, working on a movie that was never released um, it w actually was released in Sweden for some reason um, and we became friends and uh, that was to date the best experience I've ever had uh, working on any movie or show it was really fun, I was up here for about three and a half months and uh that was Try 17? Was that the movie? Tri That's the movie he was shooting up here. No, no. We were all shooting the same movie. Uh, it was called... Uh, when we were shooting it, it was called Shiny New Enemies. Then the name got changed to... Um, uh, 
Chain of Fools, because the producer owned the rights to the song Chain of Fools. So he, he renamed it and then didn't release the movie. It was fun. It was great. It was uh, it was me and Elijah and Steve Zahn and uh, Jeff Goldblum and Lara Flynn Boyle and uh, uh, a bunch of people, Salma Hayek. And ton, it was great. Tom Wilkinson. I just thought it was great, though. Elijah Wood, David Cross, punkers in Hollywood. And then I was reading a few other mags, and I found out there's some other punkers in Hollywood, like Fred Armisen, who's on Saturday Night Live. I never realized he was the drummer for Trenchmouth. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. But he's not part of our club. It's just Elijah and I. If you want to get in the treehouse, you have to do certain things. We have to haze you. And there's a, uh, um, a hell week you have to go through, and nobody's willing to do it. There's nobody else? Come on. Fred Armisen should be allowed in there. You've done comedy with him. Can he be in the punker treehouse? Nope. 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 David Cross, you have thrown out many allusions to punk rock and rock and roll over your career. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. On Mr. Show, you had a character called Dr. Shattuck. And what's not not a reference to Kim Shattuck of the band The Muffs? Very good. Uh, yeah, that was. Um, in fact, everybody in that sketch, there was... Uh, there was Laura Balance, Dr. Balance, who's Laura Balance, the bassist from Super Chunk. And there was uh, Kim Shattuck from The Muffs. And there was one more. Uh, there was another one. I can't remember who it was. It was. Uh, there's another female musician type. And you also had another skit called Smoosh, I think, all about Radiohead. No, no, no. It wasn't Radiohead. That was uh, Oasis. Sorry. But it was something about Oasis doing in your face. I tried. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was based on Oasis. An Oasis interview, right? Yeah, or uh, amalgamation of all of them. Yeah. Because somebody had seen a David Cross Nordor interview. I mean, an Oasis interview, and then you got inspired by that. Yeah, it was Bob's idea. Bob uh, Odenkirk uh, has a secret, like schoolgirl crush on Oasis. He is. Uh, absolutely enamored with them uh and i mean they're a good band but he he's read all the kind of pulp bios and all that stuff and he i'm not making this up he loves oasis and loves their antics um he's just tickled by them and he's the one who came up with the the idea for that sketch it was and it was really pretty much oasis david cross another connection wicked scepter was that inspired by gay rockers pansy division no, it wasn't. That was uh, um, my friend Mark Rivers and I who wrote the theme to Mr. Show and, and appears in the season four as Information Jimmy. Um, he and I were driving cross-country uh, in the States, going from Boston to L.A., and it was right after uh, the Pamela Tommy Lee tape had come out. And... Um, and then we were just riffing in the car, and then we were, I think, I'm pretty sure it was his idea, I'm almost positive, and we were just riffing on it, and then he was talking about it being a tape of, like, what if he, it was him and the other uh, guys in the band, but they didn't understand why people thought they were gay, and they were just having a good time and partying, so that's sort of, we took that idea and made it a whole thing. David Cross, you also did the underground tape Railroad. Was that inspired by Metallica Drummer, the legendary videotape? Um, no, I mean, it was inspired by all those tapes uh, um, that were floating around, that have been floating around since, like, the 80s, which I had... Um, I mean, I had that Bud Dwyer tape in, like, whatever it was, 84, 85, I guess. What was that? I'm not familiar with the Bud Dwyer tape. That was the... To, to the best of my... 
knowledge, that was one of the first tapes that floated around on the underground, so to speak, underground, whatever that is. You know what I mean? Um, but that was he was a, I believe, a state treasurer of Pennsylvania, and he had held a press conference. And during that press conference, and he had planned this, obviously, pulled out a huge gun and shot his uh, shot his brains out, and uh, and I got a copy of that tape, and um, and then that was the first one that I remember being uh, that sort of started the the slow what was a slow trickle at first, and then just tons of those tapes floating around uh, as you know these kind of cameras became more ubiquitous and uh, these microphones kind of faded away into the dustbin of history and uh, and so I mean obviously there was the underground railroad which this uh, you know people would the slaves would go through the underground railroad and up to Canada up to Canada and uh, where they would live uh, free life and uh so we just took the idea of underground tapes and called that the underground uh tape railroad or something david cross you're from atlanta georgia there's a wrestler based in atlanta georgia now abdullah the butcher do you know abdullah the butcher at all yeah he's got a barbecue place right by the airport um uh i'm not kidding you're laughing um that is a real thing you think i'm joking yeah, you better not. Uh, he has. He actually does have a barbecue place. Um, maybe all beef barbecue place, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of. Well, there's probably mostly pork, not beef. Um, some chicken, but in uh, in the South, it tends to be mostly pork, unless you're in Kentucky, in which it's uh, mutton or lamb. And then in Texas, uh, that's where the beef is. And Jake the Snake Roberts, another wrestler, he's from Atlanta too, isn't he? Could be. He's from Stone Mountain, Georgia. What's the deal on Stone Mountain, Georgia? <laughs> um, have you been there? It's like the Confederate Mount Rushmore, right? Uh, yeah, that's what they call it. It's this, it's, uh, this huge, I believe the largest uh, on the planet, the largest rock. It's the outcropping of a rock that's supposedly just massive and like tip of the iceberg, but it's this huge huge thing you know probably a th- you know the size of like two stanley parks or something but it's massive uh um even bigger than that it's just huge granite thing that's um uh that somebody went some fucking asshole went and carved a thing of robert e lee and uh some confederate soldiers and then they a lot of the clan was based there um till actually till up till about 20 years ago, there was a there was heavy clan. Um, obviously, much more in the 50s and prior to that. But um, uh, now it's like a whole suburban town, uh, and they have a laser light show that makes it look like they're galloping. And somebody carved it in there. It's kind of cool, but it's also silly. You know, it's very- I heard like those lasers Zeppelin. You could go back at night and watch a Zeppelin. Yeah, you can. It's true. And then what they it looks like they animate the horses. As they ride to nothing, because nothing ever appears, unless they start carving a battle scene. It's just the horses sort of moving to, I guess, defeat. Yeah. David Cross, you're here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, supposedly. However, you're not at the location of one of your favorite movies ever, Cotton Candy. What can you tell the people about Cotton Candy? Um, that was a movie about um, some a group of earnest kids who want to uh, enter a rock and roll competition at the mall. It incorporates, to the best of my knowledge, it's one of the first films that incorporates all uh, the elements of pop culture that 
were kind of new then, but now are just completely uh, ubiquitous and in our own uh, our own consciousness so much that we don't even uh, think about them. But uh, rock and roll, tube tops, roller skates, garage bands, and malls, uh, and Clint Howard. It's really it's it's actually uh, directed by Ron Howard too, right? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Is that true? I think it was the first thing Ron Howard ever directed. No kidding. Oh, thank God for the computer. I mean, huh? How else would Clint Howard get in it? That's true. Internet. Well, he was uh, he was in Gentle Ben, though. Remember? He was also on a couple episodes of Star Trek. Well, that was... L- oh, yeah, he was the kid in Star Trek. Yeah, that's right. That was a big deal. David Cross, in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada here, you were starring in some movie about Shakespeare. What is this movie about? Shakespeare? Um, it's pronounced Shakespeare, and uh, um, he's an Italian poet, and he wrote uh, one of his more popular plays was about um, uh, soccer, kids playing soccer, and um, that's what this movie's based on. It's uh, the play where kids play soccer, or football. And what do you recite? What do I recite? What passage? Well, all my stuff's biblical, as per my contract. David Cross, recently the New Yorker named you amongst one of the 50th lonesome, loathsome... Not the New Yorker, the New York Press. Quite a a difference. The New York Press. What did they call you? One of the 50 most loathsome New Yorkers. Yes, one of the 50 most loathsome New Yorkers. That was... uh, Unfortunately, I slipped off the list for last year, but that was the, the... year before the last issue that came out. Uh, they didn't like my stand-up. I found it interesting. At number 29 was Paris Hilton, and number 19 was you. Yeah, and I'm not sure Paris Hilton's really a New Yorker, but so be it. Now that you're doing all this arrested development and stuff, and there's probably even more chance you'll run into Paris Hilton, and you talk about Paris Hilton, have you, have you run into her since you've said stuff about her on your CD? Yes, I have. I, I don't think she knows who I am. Actually, I've seen her twice. Once at, uh, two years ago at a Grammys party um, where I would bet my last dollar that she was tripping on E because she was just so... It wasn't drunk, you know, when people are on E and they've... She was dancing with some people... It wasn't like a big, huge uh, club or anything. It was like upstairs at a hotel or something. And she was uh, dancing around. I was standing there with two friends, and we were talking. And she sort of left the person she was standing with, who, like, over here, and started dancing with him. Oh, you have to stay there. You have to stay there. We need some volume for you, though. All right. Imagine lip sync. And then she's dancing, and then she comes over and just sort of... Dances, she goes, God, this is a great party, right? She didn't know any of us, and we were like, uh, yeah. She goes, God, I love this song, and then sort of went back, and that was weird. And then I saw her at this, uh, what was it? Has she said anything to you, though? Does she have any idea that you talked about her? What did you say about Paris Hilton on your most recent CD? Well, I said a bunch of stuff, but I think the punchline. Well, I, I referred to her as her and Nicole Richie as um, two rich giggling cunts who are have no self uh, have, have no respect for anybody but themselves, um, which I think is true. Um, Does she have any idea that this was actually said and is on a CD? And have you thought about apologizing to her when you see her, even though she doesn't even know it's on the CD? No, I would no, I would never apologize. Although actually, that's a good way to say it. 
that's a good way to bring it up if she doesn't know about it. Just say, hey, listen, I'm really sorry. I was, I was drunk when I recorded. That's what I think Marilyn Manson did to Corey Feldman. He, like, slagged Corey Feldman. And then he phoned up Corey Feldman after the book was out and said, hey, Corey, I said a few bad things about you. Well, that's decent of him. Um, I don't know that he deserves it, but that's still a decent thing to do, I think. I just, I don't, I, I, it's not what, that I loathe Paris Hilton as a, as a person. I just loathe what she represents and the fact that our society allows her to get away with that kind of behavior and uh, celebrates it and rewards it. David Cross, you love Canada. You also mentioned in your CD Nova Scotia. Shout out to Nova Scotia, Bubba Sparks' favorite place. Yeah, love, love the Scosche. Love the Scosche. Have you been there? Any connections? No, I just had a Viewmaster when I was a kid, and I was always wanted to get up there. But I, when I'm done with this part of the filming, I go back to New York uh, soon. I'll have to come back here again and, and um, re, you know, shoot some other scenes. But uh, in the interim, I'm going. My girlfriend and I are going to Montreal and Ontario for about eight days uh, with uh, another couple that are friends of ours. That um, and he's from Ontario. And we're going to go to Montreal and hang out. I love Canada. For a minute, I thought you were going to say you were going to travel with another couple, meaning Carl from the New Pornographers. You were pictured with Carl from the New Pornographers in the local Vancouver Terminal City mag at the Built to Spill gig. Great. We, I made it. <laughs> the New Pornographers, though, you've had them play a gig, Tinkle. Yeah, in uh, Seattle. That's what I was doing in Seattle when I bought the, uh, um, the uh, GIMP mask. Um, and the new pornographers played. We had two bands. We had two different nights, had different bands. We had the Thermals on the first night and then new pornographers the second night. Uh, and they're a great band. And Carl's a great guy. And there you have it. That's how I know you, David Cross, through rock and roll. And I wanted you to tell the people about Chunklet because this is really how I came to hook up with you through Henry of Chunklet. Yeah. This is the best magazine ever. How did you hook up with Henry from Chunklet Fanzine? Uh, you know, I don't remember the first time I met Henry. We have a... I don't remember the first time I met Henry. We have a lot of mutual... I don't remember the first time I met Henry. We have a lot of mutual friends. Um, but... Let's see. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't... I don't remember the exact first time, but, um... I, I have been enjoying Chunklet since, uh... Since its early days. Uh, and it really is a, uh... A uh, great magazine, very thorough, very uh, obsessive, compulsive, and very David Cross supportive, eh? With the big ad on the back. Well, we paid for it. It's not like he gave that to us for free, but yeah. But he doesn't give ads just to anybody, right? This is chunklet. That is true. That is true. Um, but it's it's just so thorough and funny and dense. It's really dense, uh, and he gets away with quite a bit when you think about it. How did he win your confidence, David Cross? How does somebody win David Cross's confidence? How did you hook up with him? Did he see you in the early days of your stand-up career? Or did he see you playing any bands or anything? Uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe... Uh, again, we have mutual friends, but maybe he knows me through Mr. Show. I, maybe. Um, so it wasn't pre-Mr. Show then? It might be, but I doubt it. But I'm not sure. I don't remember. David Cross, you're going to be doing a movie, or you are doing a movie called Curious George? Uh, that's all done, yeah. That was a voiceover, which is fun to do. I actually enjoy that. Are you afraid of the Barrymore drinks? The Barrymore drinks? What's that? A.K.A. the Barrymore drinks? 
<laughs> I don't know. AKA the Barrymore Jinx. Oh, oh, that was fun. Uh, why? What is the Barrymore Jinx? Well, you did the Curious George animated cartoon or whatever. Drew Barrymore is in that. What happens with Drew Barrymore? She dates Tom Green. Uh, oh, and he has cancer, testicular cancer. Then she dates the guy from The Strokes, and their album will... Get testicular cancer. Yeah, like, are you worried about the Drew Barrymore Jinx? Uh... If you're asking me if I'm worried I'm going to get testicular cancer, I guess uh, I should now, I suppose. David Cross, who sells more CDs, you or Margaret Cho? Um, I Well, I don't know. I would assume Margaret, but uh, I know that together we, we sell more than the Beatles combined. David Cross, although I didn't join the Internet Movie Database, I saw a message board for you, and one of the postings on there was possibly the worst thing that any comedian can have said to them. And you know what that is? Yeah, I'm not funny. No? Carrot Top is better. Mm. Well, then I would be so polar opposite that that thought um, that it's not such a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, if that person thinks Carrot Top's better, of course they're being sarcastic, probably. But they probably, it's their adorable way of saying they don't think I'm very funny, which is fine. But if they think that Carrot Top is better, that means that Carrot Top is at least good. So that means you're not as good as Carrot Top, but maybe you are good, right? So it's better than saying you're not funny. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, if you, that's kind of a desperate logic, but I'll cling to it. David Cross, you're from Atlanta. Winding up here, I want to ask you about the crunk sound. Little John. That's true. Any connections to any of the crunk sound or crisscross, you know, being from Atlanta? Yeah, no, uh, uh, I used to babysit um, the one on the left. Um, As far as Little John, uh, big fan. Um, And, uh, you know, he's blind, for real. He's blind. Those uh, glasses have a practical application those sunglasses how about jermaine dupree any run-ins with jermaine dupree he's running wild these days david cross yeah um well he's producing my next album um and it's uh i think it's going to drop in uh uh probably october and um he's doing some really crazy stuff with it um and uh, i got some cameos from uh timberland and missy elliott um uh, David Cross, what about Atlanta as a rich, fertile ground for comedians? Ryan Seacrest is from there. Did you ever bump shoulders with him at all, David Cross? Uh, no, I didn't know that Ryan Seacrest is from Atlanta. Um, but that's good to know. He's uh, he's a, a a massive talent. He just got a, a walk of a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Is it wrong of me to link you to Atlanta? No, I mean that's where I was born, and that's where I. Uh, lived uh, for a, a, an important part of my life from the age of, say, 10 to 19. Have you ever been to Freak Nick in Atlanta? No, I want to go. I kind of want to go and see what that's all about. Um, Could you explain a bit about Freak Nick in Atlanta, David Cross? Freak Nick uh, is where the black college students, uh, um, mostly up, the, up and down the eastern seaboard, predominantly in the south, um, now it's getting bigger and bigger. Um, that's their spring break, and they've done it in Virginia Beach, right? I believe. Um, and then they, uh, but it's predominantly in Atlanta, which has a large black population. And um, 
But it's funny because the uh, white store owners really freak out, which is a good reason to call it Freak Nick. Um, another application of the word freak, they get all scared and they actually shut down their businesses and board it up as if it's a hurricane, as if this uh, wave of black young humanity is as destructive as a hurricane or tsunami. Because then there's like fucking in the streets. David Cross, have you ever gone to Andy Dick's Bible study course? No, but I'm going to have to wrap it up. I'm just letting you know. Winding up here just quickly. David Cross, you are a dancer of comedy, aren't you? I would say you're a dancer of comedy. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous dancer. Yeah. What do you think about comedy now versus then? Back then in the olden days, people would gather around a comedy record at a party and laugh. It would build the party. It would be all part of the party. What do you think about comedy now versus then? Do you know what I mean? Are you talking about the 20s? I'm talking about the 1960s, like the party records, like Rudy Ray Moore, Dolomite, Blowfly. You know, you put the record on at the party, you're all laughing at the jokes. Like, the whole party is built around that record. It was probably a little later than the 60s, but, uh, um, yeah, I guess people were more easily entertained back then. You know, now we have video games in which you can uh, enact the life of a comedian and... So you you know, and there's a 3D effect to it. So you don't have to sit around listening to this old Victrola version of jokes. Now you can actually play a video game version of it. One of my favorite comedians is Neil Hamburger. You've worked with Neil Hamburger, haven't you? Uh, I've done some open mics or you know uh, uh, showcase nights that he's done. Yeah. One of my greatest moments watching him was seeing him on the Jimmy Kimmel show with Yoko Ono. It was like Yoko Ono and Neil Hamburger. Have you ever had any moments like that, David Cross? Like David Cross and Yoko Ono or similar type people? Um, yeah, I was actually just uh, rummaging through some old notes. And uh, last year at the Golden Globes uh, Awards, um, I peed in between uh, Kiefer Sutherland and Quentin Tarantino. And I thought, that's something. Between a Canadian and an American. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. And lastly here, we've talked about connections to King Crimson, to Hee Haw. You have a connection, too, amazingly, to SpongeBob. Yep, uh, voiced by Tom Kenny of Mr. Show, famous. Has Tom ever prank called you? I know I've prank called you many times. Thank you again for agreeing to this interview. Uh, Tom has not. I wish he would. Um, we've really lost that part of our relationship, I think, since he became so famous. To kids, to children. He did do quite a lot of prank calling, didn't he? Uh, if you're setting me up for something, I don't know what you're referring to. David Cross, 4.20 p.m. What's good about 4.20 p.m., David Cross? Oh, that's when idiots like to get high. Why is that? How have you determined that? Have I determined that that's why they like to get high? Oh, and that it's 4.20. Um, well, there's a number of theories about the 4.20 thing. Um, uh, I don't know what they are. I don't subscribe to them. I think one of them is about, like, it's the best time because, like, somebody timed it out or something, and then you'd be sitting in traffic, and you, you're, I don't know what it is. I don't give a, I don't care. I don't, but 420, yeah. Well, thanks so much for your time, David Cross. Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Uh, I appreciate your fine country. Um, I hope to buy some land and uh, put a Walmart or something similar on it. David Cross, why should people care about David Cross? They shouldn't. And lastly, David Cross, is it true you once got poison ivy on your cock? 
Wow. How did... <laughs> All right, when the camera's off, I'll find out this stuff. Uh, yeah, well, not so much not so much my cock, but uh, um, all over my back and my feet. Uh, I laid down, and it. it was a hot Georgia night, and um, my friend was scooping on this girl, and I had to walk around, you know, this is like back in high school, and kill some time because I didn't want to interrupt him, so I was just, you know, wandering around, and then I was... Uh, had just just had shorts on, my shirt was off, and then I laid down and kind of fell asleep in some poison ivy. It was all over me. Well, thanks so much, David Cross. Keep on rocking in the free world, and do 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 do. <laughs> still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. You just heard right there, Trench Mouth with the Future versus Centrifugal Force. Now, Trench Mouth feature Fred Armiston on drums and Fred is now on Saturday Night Live. And we referred to Fred in the interview with David Cross that you heard just before Trenchmouth with Fred Armisen on drums. This actually is from a 1993 release on a derivative record label that was run by Kevin Komodo and Patty Schmidt from Brave New Waves, and it was a split 7-inch with Bliss from Montreal and Trenchmouth. Trenchmouth featuring Fred Armisen from Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live. Funny. Comedy. The comedy 
Fest is happening and has been happening. And go check out Neil Hamburger and David Cross for performing this weekend. Check out ComedyFest.com for more information. Also, if you're interested in the movie Popcorny. You know what I'm alluding to there, Caller. Thank you, Caller, for phoning in and correcting me. Yes, I'm not sure if that movie was actually directed by Ron Howard or Ron Howard's brother or Ron Howard's son or maybe if it was even directed by Laverne and Shirley. But check out Internet Movie Database, and I'm sure that could answer your frustrations. But thank you for pointing out that information about that movie, Cotton Candy. It's a classic. Cotton Candy. Go search it out. Cotton Candy. Another correction, actually, that was phoned into me, and I apologize again. Today is an Ardwater Human Serviette Apology Show. The band The Pack from Vancouver actually changed their name not because of the German Pack from 1978, the Pack Vancouver now called the Pack AD, but actually from uh, because of a Southern California hip hop band called the Pack, and that's why the Pack from Vancouver are called the Pack AD. However, in my mind, I would like to think that the Pack changed the name because of the cool German punk garage band from 1978, the Pack from Germany. Coming up, another interview with David Cross. Who are you? My name is Janine Garofalo. Janine, who'd you have beside you? David Cross and Todd Berry. And you are? I'm Todd Berry. And you are? Uh, wait, listen. Hi, my Irish. Kiss me. Hi, my Irish. <laughs> what was that saying? That was, Kiss me, I'm Irish. It's, uh, my girlfriend's Irish, so it comes up in the phone. Hello? Janine, I would like to know a little bit, and also Todd, about David Cross. What is David Cross really like? What is he up to? He's making you play a clam, a bearded clam? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I personally don't enjoy the double entendre sophomoric humor of a name like Bearded Clan. Bearded Clan, and David and I have been through this before. Um, he is making me play a clam that happens to have a beard, but I think uh, hopefully no one will conjure up a vagina. What's going on? A bearded clam. Oh my God. Janine. I didn't even realize that. You didn't? No. That's what I was so upset about, is that it was a, a, a slang term for a, a, a part of a female's anatomy. Who says that? Um, you didn't re- Wikipedia. You're joking? You didn't know beater clam was a term for a, I thought it would be a vagina? But what do you think about this, though, basically, though? Making her play a bearded clam. And also, do you remember Norm MacDonald? Yes, I do. What was Norm MacDonald famous for? Um, Saturday Night Live. Yes, and Janine, you were on that show. Yeah, for about a minute and a half, yeah. Was Norm on the show when you were on the show? Yes, he was. You know what he's playing now in Bell ads? Yep. Ah? Uh, I don't know. He's playing ah? Uh, Chew. A beaver! Oh. He's playing a beaver. So what's going on with Saturday Night Live? You playing a... Well, so this has nothing to do with Saturday Night Live. My... No, he's saying you're playing a clam. You were on SNL, and uh-huh. Norm MacDonald was on SNL, and now he's playing a beaver. I don't know. To... You'd have to take that up with Lauren Michaels. It's some pretty crazy stuff going on. And, Todd, what can you tell me about David Cross? I play uh, Frank Mankiewicz on the show where she plays Bearded Clam. Mm-hmm. What about David Cross's background? For instance, would this gentleman here, Todd... I think he's a Boston-based comedian. <laughs> but he was, lived in Atlanta for some time also. David Cross, I would like to know a little bit about you singing Rent songs. Uh, you know, it's just something I do to unwind, you know, a lot of, a lot of people will meditate, some people take a bubble bath with the Yankee Candles, and I sing Rent songs. I mean, what is the world coming to? Bearded Clam? Boston Comics? Rent songs? 
It's true. It's true. Um, the world has come to that. I mean, people go to a David Cross Tinkle show. What did they go to a David Cross Tinkle show for? Um, it's not. A it's, it's not a David Cross Tinkle show. I'm on the show as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're used to saying over and over. Is it? It's not a David Cross show. We split the thirty. <laughs> I know. It's true. We split the thirty-three thousand dollars three ways. So, do you get upset? Do you think people get upset when people come to see Todd at a David Cross show and get the rent tunes thrown at them? Um, I, I do. I think that people get upset. Uh, I think. I don't know about people as a whole. I know that People Magazine has uh, tried to has a cease and desist injunction upon us using rent songs. What is your favorite rent song, Janine? Is that uh, the five thousand six hundred minutes? No, it's uh, Officer Krupke. <laughs> is that the one you do? Uh, yes. Now, Janine, you've worked with David Cross before, haven't you? Yes, I have. On a super chunk video. No, no, no. Yes. Watery hands, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And what was that like with Janine at that point? Were you very Janineized at that point? Uh, I don't know what you mean by Janineized, but uh, I was excited to be working with Janine and Laura Balance. That was exciting. And oh, the- Laura Balance. Okay, the lead Laura singer. Laura. Oh, man. Laura Balance, who David Cross. Uh, the, the bass player. The, the bass player and also lead singer of the Muffs, your, your friend. David loved them. And when Laura Balance, when you got to dress up in her clothes for the video, you were shaking. Her underwear. He was. He loves Laura Bounds. Yeah. And now you should get close to him because they're stinking rich now, aren't they? The Muffs are? No. Super Chunk. Oh. No, they're, oh. Not, they're not stinking. Yes, because they own Merge Records. Well, Laura and Mac do. I don't know about the rest of them, but I don't think they're stinking. Home of the arcade. Fire. Fire! Montreal based band. Yes, thank you very much. Not too far from Boston. I just want to drop the Boston illusion again. You know, DMZ, the rats, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, drop the Boston thing. Uh, Janine, you're a woman. Mm. Is it true a few years ago it was hard to get booked as a woman comedian because they wouldn't book two woman comedians in a row or they won't have nights where two women are performing in a row? Uh, That was in the 80s, yes. That was true. There was uh, certain clubs that wouldn't book two females on the same show or two comics of color on the same show. So there was less... Uh, ability to work. Now, you are a woman pioneer. Is Janine a woman pioneer? Absolutely. Uh, no, no. I, I was, I was not, I, I, I was, I am not a woman pioneer, no. But she is a daughter of the American Revolution. I am a daughter, that's right. That's what I was trying to say, but I couldn't come up with it. I am a daughter of the American Revolution, but I am not a pioneer. She's a member of the Elks Club as well. Yeah. Let me offer you some woman pioneers here. I'd like to ask you guys about some pioneers in comedy. Yeah. What can you tell Rusty me, Janine, about, up, yeah, what can you tell me about Rusty, Rusty Warren? Who is yep. this? Rusty Warren was a uh, comedian who had a sort of a cabaret stand-up act. She was banned in Boston. Body. And there's, uh, she's body. Salty and Catherine O'Hara did a character based on her. Um, that would did you get it, honey? That Catherine O'Hara one that was based uh, partially on Rusty Warren, and she has an album that I used to have called Knockers Up with uh, Rusty Warren. Minnie um, Pearl, Minnie Pearl, right from the Grand Ole Opry and Hee Haw. She is the uh, Southern uh, uh, hat wearing with the price tag hanging off uh, darling of the. Which, uh, was totally uh, co-opted and, uh, and. Zach has some connection, right? No, no, I was going to say she, her hat with the label was ripped off by the urban hip-hop community. That's right. They owe, they owe right. A, a tip of the hat, as it were, to Minnie Pearl. From Rusty Warren to Minnie Pearl oh. to... To... This is, is Liz Lyons. I do not know Liz Lyons, but up your ass. That sounds fantastic. Liz Lyons, hear up that your album. ass, like hear live that. at the Club Based Morocco. On that cover and the, that I don't album. know her, but uh, she sounds fascinating. Yeah, it looks like a gay guy. 
and continue on, we have some more pioneers of women's comedy here. We have Bobby Baker with I'll Do Anything for Money. I don't know Bobby Baker either. Oh, oh fucking elephant. <laughs> and lastly here we have Anna Russell. Oh, I don't know Anna South Russell. African comedian. There must be a good thrift store in this town. Oh, but this, then this isn't racist at all. So that's fantastic, this, this tableau here from her. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Janine, can you please do the knack dance? No. Can you please do the knack dance? No. What was the knack dance? Uh, it was from uh, Reality Bites when they uh, went into the, um, uh, the 7-Eleven. And uh, it really captured a um, kind of a, a, a movement, a moment in a generation, and uh, and then a song that was, uh, you know, nostalgic for them came on, and they started dancing, and then uh, um, that was like the that's supposed to be a metaphor for individuality and freedom. Oh, I hadn't heard that, but that sounds good. <laughs> and you, Janine, did you help set the trend of the short bang look? No, that had already been set by Betty Page years and years ago. Tell me about your maids. My maids? Tell me about your maids. Maids? Tell me about your maids. Uh, well, one is, I have 42. One, uh, just all, all of them, individually. Well, I was wondering, did you ever have Jamie Kennedy as a maid? Jamie Kennedy claims that he, uh, when I lived with Greg Barrett, Laura Milligan, Margaret Cho, and Karen Anderson, we had a house up above Curson. Jamie Kennedy claims he was hired to clean up because he worked for a maid service. I don't recall that. Well, you know, we didn't have a maid service. Sometimes we would have big parties and it would be... Yeah, but Laura, Laura or Jerry might call uh, one in. Jerry did after a party. Yeah. And Jamie Kennedy claims that he was the maid that was called in. I don't recall that, but... No, neither do I. I remember the party. I think it's great you're always pumping Adbusters and Punk Planet. Yes. Has Janine mentioned Adbusters or Punk Planet Not to you at all? Oh, I just ran into her like a half hour ago. About three times. Yeah. I think it's cool because Adbusters is from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Now, you almost broke up a local band from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Do you know that, David Cross? No. What do you The know? new pornographers. You were in their video. Did yeah. you see their video? Yeah. How was your body double from the video? Because it was a body double. Did he do well? No, terrible. The guy that plays you. Well, because you told Carl he should fire Nico in a magazine called Magnet, and Nico read it and got really mad at Carl from the new pornographer. That was a joke, right? No, but it didn't translate to print. Do jokes sometimes not translate to print? I would say most times they don't. <laughs> Janine Garofalo, is it true you once got married at a drive through chapel? It is true. I, so, yeah. So did you get unmarried at all? Are you unmarried? No, I'm not. Who was that? Rob Cohen. Do you know that... Uh, Rob Cohen, the director of Fast and Furious... Wow! So you're still married to him? Yeah. And uh, Dragonheart. Yeah, that's the other Rob Cohen. There's three Rob Cohens. This Rob Cohen was a writer for the Ben Stiller show. And that, not the director of The Fast and the Furious. Do you know that Janine's birthday coming up, Janine is born the same day as Avril Lavigne and... Bridget Bardot. And... Nicole Kidman. And... Gwyneth Paltrow. And... Meat... Loaf. Meatloaf! Wow. I just, thought I just sat on a plane next yeah. to Meatloaf. And winding up here with Janine Garofalo, there's going to be actual convention, a Garofalo Con, is that true? Yes. With, you're going to have like a thing where you can like shoot all your enemies? Who are your enemies? Oh, no, 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 it's not that. It's all people's last name of Garofalo. But I thought it was going to be like a video game where you can like shoot all your enemies, wondering like who your enemies were. No. Janine, do you know that this gentleman right here, David Cross, might be playing Allen Ginsberg? Uh, you'd have to ask her. Is that true? Yes. Will you be playing Allen Ginsberg? Uh, didn't done. Now, did you drink any placenta soup? Uh, not for the role. I mean, on my own I did, because I was in Montreal. Because that was what Allen Ginsberg really enjoyed, the placenta soup. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Now, winding up here, I would like to ask you just lastly, David Cross, St. Louis. Why will you never return to St. Louis? Do people hate you there? Did you have a problem in St. Louis with a university crowd that walked out on you? Yes, I did. There, uh, I did a Jesuit school. I don't know why I was booked into a Jesuit school. I found it out on my way to the gig. Um, and I asked them, have you guys ever seen my stand-up? And they said, no, but we like you on Arrested Development and Just Shoot Me. And I, so I ended up, um, yeah, I walked about, uh, there was like 300 people and made a lot of noise. And it did not go well. But thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. And I would like to ask you, lastly here, we have a little presentation for David Cross right here. Tell me, does this resemble David Cross? This is for you, David Cross. This oh, is for you. Wow, that does. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a bit, there's a bit there. Yeah. Standing room only, the Velvet Touch. The velvet Touch, that's fantastic. This is a gift that's for you fantastic. from you. Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada's number Thank one you. comic, Cliff Nesteroff. I will not leave this on the plane again. Well, you've left other stuff on the plane. I left this on the plane. And finally, lastly, do you feel sorry for tomatoes? No. Well, thank you very much. Keep on rocking in the free world and do 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 loot do 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 Ah, thank you. Okay. You're great. This is wonderful. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Canada, Vancouver. Yes. I'm stopping right now. I'm stopping the David Cross, Janine Garofalo, Todd Berry interviews because, well, it's time now for Bad Finger live in Vancouver. Yes, the word Canada has taken over me right now. Canada. Here we have a recording, the original Bad Finger, live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Friday night, March 8th, 1974, at Exhibition Garden. So yeah, you just heard an interview with David Cross, Janine Garofalo, Todd Berry, and before that you heard another interview with David Cross. And all this weekend the Comedy Fest is happening. Check out ComedyFest.com to go check out David Cross, Neil Hamburger at all. But right now, Badfinger live in Vancouver. The original Badfinger, a bootleg recording of the original Badfinger live in Vancouver. Friday night, March 8th, 1974, with special guest Papa Bear's Medicine Show at the Gardens. Tickets, $3.50 advance, $4.50 the day of the show, available at all concert box offices and the Coggery, 130 Water Street. Here we go, the original Badfinger, live in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada! Badfinger had a little trouble at the airport, and uh, they're coming with a bit late, so you can get a sound check. And uh, let's just work out a little bit of Right on with Badfinger.
is called The Fraction. This is number of uh, an album made out about three years ago. Well, everybody at the back, everybody moved out. You can't really see anything at the back there. This is called Perfection.
to our podcast update number one. Work has begun on Canada's information highway. That's the state-of-the-art network that we're told will change everything from the way we do business to the way we learn. Without getting too technical, tell me how what you're working on is different from what's available to me right now. So right now, if you want to listen to your favorite CITR program, you need to be listening it to it on your radio live or streaming over the Internet live. But with CITR podcasts, you'll be able to download your favorite show and listen to it whenever you want on your computer or on your MP3 player. I'm just thinking about that. I know. It, it's pretty rad. For more information, visit citr.ca slash podcast. Thank you for listening, and please... The kind to robots. Exquisite course with DJ Lee. Oh. Thursday evening, 730. Radio way outside the margins. Some even make up their own songs, including lyrics only they can understand. <laughs> Imagine your possessions. I wonder if you can. All that noise. All that noise. Getting back to the music that has come to me from another planet. Exquisite Corp. Radio with Bites. I mean, that doesn't bite. On CITR, 101.9, Vancouver. The Leo Ramirez Show, the best mix of Latin American music, news, sport, and commentary from around the local and international Latin American communities. Saturday, 5 to 6 p.m. at CITR 101.9 FM. El show de Leo Ramirez, la mejor mezcla de música, noticias, deportes y comentarios de la comunidad latinoamericana. Sábado de 5 a 6 de la tarde en el 101.9 FM CITR. Thank you for stopping that. If you actually want to learn more about weather, join the UBC Storm Club. For more information, email us at stormubc at gmail.com. Stop playing those cheesy songs and tune into News 101 Mondays and Fridays for your CITR weather forecast. The following is a live presentation of CITR News. CITR 101.9 FM presents News 101, Vancouver's volunteer-produced student and community newscast. Now, here are your hosts, Katie Conn.